I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Prepare at last his return. Your behavior, our Savior, Hello and welcome to book three of Tribulation Farce, Nikolai. I am one of the hosts of this podcast, Tim Lanning, and joining me as always is Jennifer Cheek. Hello everyone. Hello Jennifer. It's been a hot second. Yeah, it's been a while, as they say. Since we did this podcast, we meant to put things out earlier, but like, shit just kept happening. Yeah, yeah, like the fun thing was like, I, I got a tattoo so that, you know, it's like, oh, I can't. Do anything. I can't talk. I can't my talk. leg hurts. My le- I have a I have an itchy leg. Uh, but then uh, really we just we got COVID and that we kinda- got fucking COVID. I actually uh, it's actually very funny in retrospect because I um th- I guess it's been about three weeks ago now was like starting to feel bad but didn't know I had COVID mm-hmm. yet and uh, when that happened I read the first. Two chapters of yeah. Nikolai. Yeah. <laughs> While I, my brain was starting to be riddled with COVID. <laughs> um, so I was worried I wouldn't remember things, but luckily I had underlined and, you know, done all my normal shit. Go. So it all worked out. But, uh, yeah, we're back now. Um, I don't currently feel like I'm dying from right, COVID. Right. So I'm ready to freaking get into this. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh, book three, you know, first we did book one. Now, you know, we moved on to book two and now it's the third one. Book Isn't that three? crazy? That's crazy. Tell me there's. More than two of these I know, books? <laughs> I know. There's like 12, 13, or 40, depending on how you chop it up. And this one, I have to say, I have been dying to get... I mean, this one's called Nikolai. So it's called know, Nikolai. So you know we're going to get some good Antichrist shit in yeah. this book. And, the, and there's... it. Yeah, it starts off... We get some good Antichrist shit. Yeah, very much so. Nikolai's in it. He's loud. He's proud. He's loving what's going on here. He's and trying to act like he doesn't. Like, oh, boo but, but he obviously does. And and maybe we should do a little reminder yeah. of where things ended up at the end of Tribulation <laughs> Force, book two. Um, number one, important thing to remember, both Rayford and Buck are now working yes. for Nikolai Carpathia. They're getting that blood money, mm-hmm. that Antichrist money, mm-hmm. uh, which is great because that comes up. The, yeah. the Antichrist credit card, <laughs> <laughs> nearly limitless Antichrist credit card does come up right. in these chapters. Right. And, and, you know, Ray is using his, like, security clearance. And- yeah. Things of that nature. So yeah, hey. he's big. He's trying to big dog. Yeah, they both are doing some big dogging based oh, on yeah. being employed by the Antichrist. Oh yeah, very much so. Uh, in addition to that, <laughs> global war has broken out. Ooh-ooh. Maybe some might call it World War Three. Mm-hmm. Lots of bombs. Yeah, yeah, and it happens very quickly from our character's perspective as it's like kind of described to us in the book. And I think we talked about cannot wait to start book three so we can find out more. And what I liked about book three is that it continues the exact same way as book two. Yep. It's very confusing. Like it literally <laughs> just picks up directly where two left off yeah. and like repeats Yeah, stuff. they even like focus in on Rayford's knees hurting, which I think is so fucking funny. Uh, but, you know, that's setting the stage for where we are. Where we are, the war, it's busting. Yeah. Everyone's together because they – spent some time trying to like get their schedules to all line up so they could hang out yeah they've been married for a little bit now yeah i don't know how exactly like i want to say like maybe like six months or something yeah i kind of got confused about the time jump but like uh, it's long enough for buck and chloe to like get and decorate uh, a penthouse apartment Mm -hmm. on fifth avenue which well that only lasts for so long we'll get to that r.i.p so while global war is breaking out, yeah, that basically there's a global uh, attempted insurrection yeah. against Carpathia, which obviously doesn't work. He yeah. survives through through trickery, <laughs> as he does, because there was like a whole like 
thing going on of like I'm pretending I'm like making them think I'm in this plane yeah. but I'm in this plane a little bit of subterfuge like, there was some subterfuge happening yeah they had like a very strict and complicated schedule for Nikolai but then even before the the bombing started happening he kept popping up random places yeah the disinfo campaign mm-hmm. very impressive yeah. from the Carpathia camp very much so um, Bruce Barnes nearly killed by a deadly virus right. and then definitively killed by an explosion I think which it's, is so sick yeah <laughs> R.I.P. King <laughs> he went out as a real one I, it's sort of implied they say it once in one of the chapters today that he probably died before the bombs. I don't know where the fuck they got that from. Oh, I don't think I even, like, picked that up. Yeah, uh, maybe they're just like, hey, man, I'll bet he died before he got blown up. Even though he called Loretta, like, that morning and shit like that. Yeah, to be like, hold on, with the second you can bring me my laptop, please please bring it to me. Which yeah. I did, that, that is very understandable to me. If I were in the hospital about to die, I would also be like, bring... Bring me my laptop. <laughs> I, <laughs> I almost, need to go online. <laughs> I almost went to bed without my phone because I didn't know where it was. And I imagined you fi- finding that out and then just being like, what? Yeah, no, I like that's not <laughs> – I that doesn't compute to me. But I forget you read books Yeah, bed. Yeah. Um, I torture myself <laughs> by being on my phone until I go to sleep. Yes. Uh, but, no, yeah, Bruce, true king and poster, as we find out, he had been, been writing 5,000 pages worth of posts on yeah. his laptop. Um, very important stuff. Yeah, yeah. And – that's where we kind of end book two with yeah. uh, updates of explosions all around, and we'll get like some more updates in chapter one. Can I ask Delete? Can we like hold off on one of chapter one okay. for just one second? Can you please read these last very few sentences of the prologue? Because I mm-hmm. think it's just it's so much. I like that the prologue goes from like mostly a prologue to be like or like a recap, and yeah. then the last like three pages are like I'm just copying. Yeah, it's not like it's literally just a copy, but I do feel like, again, like, just to, like, remind you of where we're at. Washington had been obliterated. Heathrow was gone. There had been death in the Egyptian desert and in the skies over London. New York was on alert. The red horse of the apocalypse was on the rampage. Yeah, literally, like, the end of the last book was the the red horse of the apocalypse was on the rampage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, I got to give it up for, like, copy-pasting. Like, I don't need to write that again. Yeah, it's perfect. Just add it to the next book. Chapter one. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, speaking of ending and opening lines, very strong opening oh line God. for this book. I, it made me laugh so hard. It's so jack-off-y. It's I cannot so believe they, they got this through. Guys, let me just read it to you. It was the worst of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking know. On, Jerry man. Jenkins was like, I got it, man. I got it. I, I got it this. Out. That's from like Tale of Two Cities, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's, it's like the best. It's, the be- it's the best of times and the worst of times. Yeah. But to be fair, in, in, in the tribulation, I guess everything is the worst. Of I mean, times. it's the worst part the tribulation has been yet. So they aren't wrong yet. saying it. Yet. Oh yeah, not yet. Yeah. No. We all, we know it's we gonna know get it's way worse. Uh but that made me laugh a lot and yeah. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. I was like, we are so back, I we guess. We are so back. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and we do, like we said, pick up immediately where book two left off. Like we are still in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because at the end end of book two is Rayford, Chloe Amanda and Buck in the car together. Rayford yes. is driving, and Ray- Rayford is again peak dad, uh, uh, being like, "I know better than all these traffic oh, yeah. traffic guide guard dudes. I'm, I'm. They're trying to tell me where to go, but these I know where I need to go. Fucking rent a cops make me want to turn left. No way, man. I know a shortcut. Yeah, and he's like driving on the fucking like sidewalk yeah. or whatever. But yeah, he's he's trying to ignore them. But finally, they like get like waved down by one of the various henchmen to be like, "Hey, man, are you are you Rayford Steele? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, like, who's asking? <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, I think that guy's yelling at you. It's like, yeah, everyone's yelling yeah, at me. I'm care. driving like a maniac. It's like, no, that guy's like yelling like, at he's you. He's like Rayford Steele, come here. Uh, we get a quick cut to Buck's point of view, which was great because Buck is like ready to be like, all right, I've got my fake yep. ID. But, uh, Rafer, just tell him I'm a pilot friend. My name is Herb Katz now. <laughs> yeah, let's do some quick skulldug and, and make sure our, our stories are set straight. And it, it kind of ends up not super mattering because like they really just want to contact, they just want Rafer. Yeah. Because Carpathia 
is on the damn phone waiting to talk to oh, him. God. Raper goes over, has a little phone call with Carpathia, and in the meantime, the security guy <laughs> looks at Buck, number one sexist, that mm. says to him, Sir, in the event that we transport Captain Steele to a rendezvous point, would you be able to handle the disposition of this vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> and I did like that Buck makes fun of yeah, like, him for bro, talking Yeah, like, bro, what are you way. talking about? Yeah. Um, but I also, like, I frankly, I'm like, I don't know that... I don't know if anyone talks like this. Yeah, I don't. If someone asked me that disposition, like I think the I think the car's okay. He seems not sad. He, or yeah, anything. like what are you saying? Like it definitely feels like one of those where it, it's kind of like when they try to talk and like Bible speak and they just like yeah. make shit up. They're like, this is just like what a like a military guy sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is bureaucratic military man for sure. Yeah. So uh, Rayford and Amanda. Amanda gets to go with Rayford. Uh, but they're separated from Buck and Chloe. Rayford and Amanda are going to a helicopter. Yeah. Because they are going to go meet up with Carpathia at a nearby closed naval air station. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like logistics in these chapters of like, okay, the helicopter's going here and then we're going to go here and then we're going to go here. So I tried to kind of flatten this out, Uh but they're leaving the car and they're going in a helicopter. So now the two couples are separated. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, Okay, you're going to Dallas Airport, but you're not. You're going to the left of it. Right, right. It's like when you go to the airport and it's like, okay, here's our airport part. But on your way up, you see like all the FedEx airplanes and shit like that. But imagine if it was a military base or something. Yeah, like a decommissioned military base. A helicopter just fucking picks them up like right there and there. (laughs) It's like ready to go. Like that's sick. Um, so while Rayford and Amanda are heading towards the helicopter, Buck and Chloe are trying to, cause this is a rental car, just yeah. a reminder. The car they're in is a rental car and they're trying to make their way back to O'Hare Airport to drop the rental car off. And Buck is just like Rayford. He's like, I fucking hate this yeah. traffic. Yeah. Cause they were going to the, Church first, because yeah, yeah, Buck was yeah. like, "Hey, can you drop me off at Newspaper Town?" He's like, "No, church first. Then they get right, yes, stopped by the military, and now Buck has to take care of the disposition of the car." Yeah, exactly, and he is ready to do that. Yeah. Um. So while while they're driving in the car, they get a report on the radio that a, a nuclear bomb has been dropped in New York City. Oh shit! <laughs> Which is where their house is. Yeah, they're kind of saying that. New York is way fucked up. Lots of bombings. Uh, they have the, like, reporter guy being like, well, I'm probably already radiated. Right. I'm probably going to die. Yeah, and then they're <laughs> like, well, we're not sure if it was nukes or not, but everyone's encouraged to stay underground just in case. Yeah. And we do know nukes were dropped other places. Uh, people, uh, uh, thank you the folks who really just explained how big a 100 megaton bomb would have been like it's 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 absurd it you would have it's like that is so big that it's it like they talk about the idea of fucking up the earth's rotation and yeah. shit like that like knock it off its fucking axis man yeah, like yeah. this is this, like i mean now it's not it, a surprise <laughs> that th- this is talked about in this way yeah and and th- it's so confusing and maybe it makes sense maybe it doesn't i have no idea this war sounds very strange we would we probably never will have a war like this because this is literally biblical sort of right like four horsemanship four horsemanship like normally quote unquote evil rational state leaders bashing up against yeah. each other right so it's like I don't know how the militia including the lame duck president <laughs> I, that part was so confused like what are you even talking about yeah. But they get away with it because one, uh, Carpathia, it's very implied, knew this was going to happen. He wants it it's to happen. It's all part of his evil plan. And, and, you know, the devil is running ramshod, quote unquote, yeah. through the, so no, think, it's, 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 we said it before, they have the perfect out. Things don't have to make sense. They don't have to be rational. Because the devil's doing the it. The devil's doing it. And he's magic. His, de- his devil magic is allowing it. They keep blowing up airports. They love doing that. Wait, is, is it the, do they want to, like, keep people, like, is the, is Corpus plan to like keep people in like little zones? Like, what I don't are they, know, why man. are they doing the airport specifically? Like, all the ones that the militia blow up make sense ish because they're trying to find Carpathia, right? And they know he's flying, place right? To place. So the idea is, you are, you have like some tanks, some airplanes. You used to be part of the United States military. Now you're part of a coup, and then your homies from Egypt are also there and 
Britain. In Britain. And um, um, there was flying around, blowing shit up. Very confusing. But, like, I be- we know for sure that the airport at Heathrow was Nikolai. And their excuse yes. there was yes. they saw other fighter planes. They stuff. saw the planes and they're like, we have to preemptively but as, <laughs> blow up this right. airport. But as we go forward, more and more airpl- airports get blown up. Thus, as we've been saying, cementing uh, the weird fetishization of pilots and airplanes. <laughs> they're like, what is the most important place in the world of mm. any like communities? The airport. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, speaking of airports and blowing up, uh, as Book and Chloe are trying to drive away from the, you know, the scene, uh, they see a damn mushroom cloud Jesus. in the direction of O'Hare. So someone's blasted O'Hare Airport now. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think they tell us who did it uh, in these in this book yet, but I there's so much like chaos and confusion and. Remember, they're just driving around, and they yeah, they're just like kind of trying explosions. to. They're just like trying to get like around traffic. Yeah, um, and yeah, their car gets like rocked by the yeah. explosion. Yeah, which is at O'Hare. So like again, must be a pretty fucking big bomb. I, mean, I don't know exactly how far away they are from it, but yeah, I don't know where they are. It's rocking your car because they left O'Hare because that's where they got their car, right? Yeah, and, and then they went somewhere else, and they were going somewhere else. They went to the hospital. You went to the hospital, and. It's confusing. I I I wish they would have leaned into their their worst vices and just told us like street names and shit. Yeah, I mean, I need, I just need to know that you're thinking about this logically, mm-hmm. um, Jerry. You know. Later they talk about food and they don't tell us what it is. <laughs> I'm pissed. It makes me what angry. The fuck? It makes me very angry. So Buck, once the blast happens, Buck starts doing some real like action movie driving, yeah. like extremely like <laughs> driving on the curb, like going into the median to like go around people, and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And yeah. Chloe's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Because he's not just like driving on the shoulder; he's like driving. <laughs> in the dirt and they talk about him like going over like ditches and like and going the other direction going the wrong direction like, going crazy uh, like through backyards and shit it's pretty funny and Chloe seems pretty stressed about it which right. I would because it's like Buck's not like really explaining himself either which pisses me off I hate you also like in this time this is gonna get you shot yeah yeah that's a, that's unrealistic. Dude, yeah, that Buck, you this not, was a mistake. You would have gotten a flashbang thrown at you, yeah. like, 500%. Um, but Buck does say to Chloe, I don't know what I'm doing, babe, but I know one thing I'm not doing. I'm not poking along in a traffic jam while the world goes to hell. Tell him. Yeah, he doesn't, Buck is above the laws of, of traffic because he's a Christian. He kind of does imply that. He's part of the tribulation force, so yeah. he doesn't have to follow the laws of the land. And he's Buck. He's, he knows how to always be, like, Always mobile. be bucking. Yeah, always A-B-B. be bucking. <laughs> Including bucking traffic laws. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck him. So, Rafer and Amanda are uh, connected with Carpathia, and they're like, man, he seems like he's in a weirdly good mood <laughs> for the fact that bombs are just, like, being dropped everywhere on the Earth. Just constantly having to smile his, like, giddy little smile, or have, having to hide his giddy little smile. Yeah, and uh, they, they, they mention here, after nearly two years of peace and a largely successful campaign to charm the masses following the terror-filled chaos of the global vanishings, Carpathia now faced significant opposition for the first time. Oh, no. Which you think that would make him piss, but, no. but he likes it because it's chaos. It. He, he was like, it. yes, yes. Chaos is a ladder. Uh, oh, Nikolai Carpathia. He climbing it. 1999. Yeah. Um, we meet a new henchman. Yeah. That has a really fun name. Yeah. Leon Fortunato. This guy rocks. We <laughs> love him. He, I'm like, is, is this a Poe reference? Like, what's going on? Um, and, and Rayford thinks of, in his mind of him as a syncophant from the new Babylon office. Yeah. So it's like, Rayford knows who he is. Yeah. They like, the oh, this office. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, Carpathia does a very funny move where he, like, we all, okay, let's step back. We know Carpathia. He, this is the man who just like listed all the countries in the world, and everyone was like, "Wow!" Whoa. with no list, and yet, and their leaders, and their leaders, and yet he forgets Amanda's name, <laughs> and you know he's his ass is just doing it to be intentionally disrespectful, which yeah. is very funny, and it yeah. does make Amanda mad. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. Ray's like, um, "He's the Antichrist, and this is what you're focusing on." Gosh, like which which is funny for a couple of reasons because he's right. But then also later, 
Rayford has a similar situation. Yeah, he's like, God damn it. There's <laughs> like, a couple times Rayford has like bad initial reactions. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. He's like, there's like a line that's like a pilot's ego knows no bounds. Yeah, Rayford does love to be reminded what a little worm he yeah. is. Like he loves to remind himself of yeah. what a worm he is. Because when he's uh, driving the crew he, and Buck's like, do you want me to drive? He's like, no. No. Because he's like, I'm I have dad. to be in charge. Yeah. I'm a little worm. And he does have the thought of like, yeah, I should have let Buck drive yeah. the car because I'm kind of crying right yeah. now. <laughs> and he's like, you know, he beat himself up for it. And then now he, th- it happens he's again later in reference to this. So. But you got to admit, it is pretty funny to get mad at the the Antichrist yeah. being disrespectful oh, of you. I, I kind of completely agreed with Amanda here, not Rayford, because it's weird. It is weird. Funny. No, it's intentional. And it's like, it's obviously why intentional. is he doing this? Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> you like, just try to get under her skin for some reason? Yeah, if she was doing it in a way, she probably was because she's a woman in these books. She's probably, if she's doing it in a way that's like, how dare he? Uh, type situation. Right, right. Then yes, that is silly. No, totally. She's not. She's, she's like, not. um, you, we know this man does not forget anything. Yeah. What is his fucking problem? Yeah. Like, what is his end goal here by negging Amanda? Yeah. Why is he trying to do that? He's going to fuck her. Uh, man, he's probably, yeah, he's probably trying to net her. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, <laughs> yeah, Carpathia tries to look sad while he hears about all the various disasters happening around the world. He's like, oh, oh, oh. Um, but we find out that the Carpathia crew are heading from where they are in Illinois to Dallas. Yeah. Uh, to reunite with a new plane, everyone. Ooh. The Condor 216. Um, which is apparently a plane that Carpathia designed and named himself. This is insane. I love it. Carpathia, just, he's just designing planes now? Right. I mean, he's a, a plane engineer? He, much like everyone, the authors assume, uh, he also thinks about planes and how to make them better and more perfect. Yeah, which, you know, like, in this world where he's essentially Satan, like, mm-hmm. sure, like, you probably have all knowledge of right. everything, so you can, like, it's his special make interest, up a plane. It's his special focus. One, it's one of his, yeah. including bombs <laughs> and um, UN, setting off bombs. UN members. Yeah, exploding, or causing people to shoot each other mm-hmm. in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there's apparently going to be a big fancy new plane. And, uh, and Ray's like, what the fuck? What are you talking what is happening about? about? And our characters, and in, in especially from Ray's point of view, uh, don't know what's happening. Like, no one knows what's happening because it's the chaos of this war. Uh, but Ray specifically is in the, 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 the zones of people that should know. And there's a lot of like, I don't know what's happening. And then Ray it gets a lot of things dropped on him. Yes. Specifically in his sphere, sphere, which is airplane. Here's a new airplane Air called two, The airplane sphere. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but that makes sense to me. It's like Carpathia is like, yeah, he doesn't want to keep people in the know. Like he wants to keep everyone just knowing exactly what they need to know. That's, that's OPSEC, baby. Yeah. And know? I also think he just does it to like fuck with people. Oh, yeah. Well, that's part of it too. It's yeah. like he's got to keep him guessing. They yeah. don't ever quite know what's going on. He's in charge. Um, then we do a quick cut over <laughs> to Buck and Chloe because Buck is at the Land Rover dealership. He's yeah. like, "Fuck these normal ass cars. I need a. I need essentially a tank." Yeah, they rented a nice car, but oddly enough, it's not very good at driving through soccer fields. And, yeah, in people's backyards. Like. <laughs> uh, so like he whips the car around and Chloe's like, "What the." And he's like, I got to get to a very specific highway in Chicago that you all know, and I need to buy a cool car. And they say Land Rover by name, probably product placement. I hope Jerry B got, got oh, yeah. a free one. Yeah, they got that sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, they do talk a lot about how cool the Land Rover like, is. This is pretty awesome. soon, so it does kind of feel like SpawnCon to yeah. me. Chapter 2. Hell yeah. So Rayford and Amanda are now in a little plane. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've gone from helicopter to little plane. Yeah, Learjet is is uh, what my book at least said. It did say, yes. Mine also said Learjet. There's some, definitely some stuff we're going to need to compare and contrast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On dude. the Land Rover specifically. <laughs> yeah, one of the lines there, I'm like, you should have changed this. This, this should. Okay, so do you have the – so that sounds this, like you the have the – two-inch CD? Yes, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I was like – I immediately was like, oh, my God. I Why did you trip. keep this? So, they did, so you have the newer one. Are you I sure? think so, yeah. It is the new okay. cover. Uh, yet again, dear listener, I, I gave blood money. Oh I bought the Amazon. God. Double evil version. Double how, how Amazon. Much did, how much did you pay for it? $11. You are a fool. I know. Because I got. I should just buy the real version. The, yes, the books. The because news. I just bought mine. Head, heads up. Powell's Books, which is a great bookstore in Portland, Oregon, mm. uh, they're a used bookstore primarily. And man, I got these things for cheap as hell. I got like five of them for like twenty three dollars. <laughs> yeah, they're like literally like five dollars each. Right? I, 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 if I would have 
planned better, I would have bought. I should have just bought double of them. Yeah, the paper version. But well, I need the new ones. So you need the new ones, exactly. Yeah, no, I was very, I'm like, I need the Classico covers. Like, I'm not trying to get on any of these new yeah. updated covers. Yeah. It's bullshit to me. Yeah, the new cover sucks. But. I only want the the old covers that are, like, shiny and they're, like, crazy colors. <laughs> like, that's all I'm interested in. Uh, we'll get, so we'll, we'll get into the Range Rover yeah, stuff yeah, in a second. Yeah. But, yeah, so Raver and Amanda went from little helicopter to little plane. And, uh, Rayford and Amanda are there in, they're holding hands in the little six-seater plan. And then Rayford's like, or sorry, Carpathia's like, hey, Rayford, why don't you go hang out in the cockpit and get out of here? <laughs> right. Cause Ray does, is like, I don't know how to fly this fucking plane. Yeah. Me, speaking of the small one. And I guess Carpathia's like, well, maybe you'll learn something up there. Who's to say? Which is, uh, now I'm like, weird. Like, what, what is, because Rayford meets the the pilot, uh, whose name is Chico Hernandez. Hello. First, when Rafer meets Chico, he like mentions right off the bat that they've spotted no enemy aircraft between <laughs> Illinois and Dallas. Okay. And Tim, can you read this little segment here? Yeah. From this this little thought line of Rayford's. Enemy aircraft, Rayford thought. There's an interesting way to refer to American militia forces. He recalled not liking the militias. Not understanding them, assuming them criminals. But that had been when the American government was also their enemy. Now, they were allies of lame duck United States President Gerald Fitzhugh. And their enemy was Rayford's enemy. His boss, of all things. But his enemy, nonetheless. So... What the f- I don't understand what's going on with Fitzhugh, because my- Lame duck President Fitzhugh. I, that part I get, mm-hmm. but I thought that he got like hypnotized by Carpathia to like be on his side. Well, he was until Carpathia took his airplane and he was mad as hell about it. And then he was like, fuck you, you took Fuck my you. airplane. I'm going, I'm going rogue now. Yeah. And then after the, the time <laughs> I'm gonna try jump, to explode you. Yeah. After the time jump, it, it got much worse is the assumption. Here, okay. Right? So, so like, is, is like, President Fitzhugh, like, out in the open? Like, is he still in the fucking White House? Or is so, he, like, I'm, I'm a rebel maybe, commander now? Because, remember, they've set up the Ten Kings or whatever it is. So which, there's someone, which we kind of start getting to yeah. at, at the end of this chapter. So we, we have... It was mentioned at the end of the last book, there is someone in charge of, like, North America, so to speak. Right. Okay. Yes. And thank I you. Forget, so, that's what, so he's essentially, like, a, a nothing. Like, yeah. He, I forget what the regional leaders of like Canada, Mexico and so forth um are or what they're doing. Um so it, lame duck kind of like No, a that makes that does make is sense. The actually. assumption, right? Like he's allowed to be the president but he doesn't do anything he has no Right. Real he's power. like symbolic at yeah. this point. Like yeah, 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 no real power. Um so while they're up there in the cockpit, Chico kind of suddenly they're they've got their little pilot headphones yeah. and headsets on, and Chico suddenly lets Rayford know, like, "Hey, this is pri- this is a private life." It's, you know, pilot to pilot stuff, right? They're, they're comrades. Yeah, boy to boy. Yeah, Rayford finds out. <laughs> Global Community One, his previous plane that he had been the pilot of, evaporated, damn, gone. exploded, damn, <laughs> gone. R.I.P. So it was it existed for such a short time for us. So true. R.I.P. Global Community One. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rayford's stressed because he's like, oh shit, oh, crap. that's the plane that I suggested Earl Halliday fly. I killed my friend. I killed my bo- my old <laughs> boss. Uh, but good news, he's actually not dead. Uh, Chico lets Rayford know that. He's like, no, he's in Dallas. You'll see him. Man. Yeah, it's like, he's not, not only is he not dead, but he's in, pa- in, in Dallas and he's going to help you figure out how to fly the fucking Condor 216. Because Earl Halliday apparently practically built the Condor 216 himself. Guys. What is happening? How deep does this go? How deep and how long? How long? Like, how long has he been helping on this plane? It's it's so confusing. I mean, it's confusing to Rayford, so it's confusing to us, which is fine. Um, and they basically say that, like, yeah, this plane must have been in the works for years. Yeah, because it's a big, super fancy plane. Uh, and this is the moment where Rayford has his, like, oh, damn, maybe I was wrong to make fun of my wife. Because Rayford's, like... Getting pissed, like, yeah. why didn't no one tell me about this? I'm out of the loop on pilot stuff. I can't believe the Antichrist uh, let me out of the loop. <laughs> why, what if I had an opinion on a knob or something? <laughs> and then he's also like, okay, well, damn. Okay. I, I did have the same feeling about the Antichrist. That's stupid. I wish he, there would have been, like, big, bold letters of, like, hey, I'm still a misogynist sometimes. That's bad. <laughs> I can't help it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, cut now back over to Buck and Chloe at the Land Rover um, uh, dealership. Yeah. <laughs> Chloe's like, do you feel like you just spent the devil's money? Which is very funny. Uh, yeah, and I like that Buck says, I know I did. <laughs> and the Antichrist has never invested a better dollar for the cause of God. Take that, Nikolai. Mm-hmm. You're paying for Buck's fancy-ass Land Rover. Do you think Do you think when your city is being bombed that the car dealerships are open? <laughs> I guess they fucking aren't here. The Land Rover uh, dealership guys are like, I'm trying to get my commission. Yeah. And they're smart because they yeah, got one. Yeah, I guess the parlance would be uh, essential workers, you know? And, of course, car salesmen. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I salute you. I bang pots and pans. I clap. <laughs> Thank you so much, Land Rover out, dealership. Yeah, they're out there working hard in the apocalypse, <laughs> in the tribulation. Um, yeah, so we kind of already spoiled this, but they go into, like, detail about how sick this Land Rover is. <laughs> One of the things they mentioned specifically is that it has a CD player that plays those new two-inch jobs. No idea what that is. I don't even know what that is. I mean, like, were there little mini ones? I don't remember. GameCube game. Like, I missed that. Like, yeah, I know they existed, and I know I put that they would they could work in normal CD players sometimes. And a lot of uh, CD drives and computers had, like, two slots, right? Yeah. They had, like, the big one and the smaller one. I don't know that I ever really saw one of those, though. Like, I feel like I went. I never saw one that was, like meant to do something like, okay, this is a weird demo disc for a game or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I only ever, like, I basically went from, like, CDs to, like, your MP3, like, yeah. iPod situation. It, it, you know, for those a little bit younger, here's how it went. It went cassettes. It went CDs. Then mm-hmm. it went cassette with a cord coming oh, out that yeah, you that plugged was, that was in so good. to your, uh, uh, like, iPod or whatever uh, like, you know, some newer cars didn't have cassette things. Yeah. And you're like, what, well, how am I supposed to listen to my iPod now? It was a, a very strange, very time. weird time. And they had like these, um, things that you could use like radio to transmit. Yes. It was so strange. Yeah. Good times. Really weird t- time. Yeah. And now, now we just have Bluetooth that only works sometimes. <laughs> and the aux cable for which you pass. Oh, the classic mm-hmm. aux cable. Um, so yeah, Buck buys this fancy-ass Land Rover. It's with, almost like $100,000. Yeah, he buys it with his senior-level Carpathia employee credit card. And he's like, I can spend whatever the fuck I want. And like, honestly, this is like a purchase that does make sense in this world. Like, I don't even think Carpathia would really like, yeah. you know, like raise an eyebrow. At this. And I, like, I think, well, of course you need, you need a fancy-ass car. Yeah, and, and Buck even says that like, the, his boss is Carpathia. The only yeah. person that can tell him no is Carpathia. Yeah. So in their new Land Rover, they make their way now to New Hope Village Church. I think that's the name of it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't That sounds right. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> uh, the only person there is Loretta. Remember Loretta? She's like the secretary at the church. Yeah. And she's pretty stressed because mm-hmm. she's like watching the news and be like, is Pastor Bruce okay? And they got to let her know, no, no, he's dead as hell. It's like, did you see him? Like, no, Ray did, but he's, he's gone. pretty dead. He's gone. And Laura's very sad because remember, she lost her entire family to the rapture. Yeah. I don't know if they said this in the previous books. I, I know it was implied that Loretta lost a fuck ton of people in the rapture. But she says over a hundred. Like literally everyone. Like, cause yeah. she's an older lady. So like mm-hmm. all her 
like, you know, sisters and brothers and, like, kids and grandkids and everyone. And it's implied that she's, like, a southern belle. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like Jerry Jenkins was really trying hard to get his southern accent going on with her. Oh, man. I I gotta read the audiobook. I think I have the audiobooks for all of these. Oh, shit. I do want to know how that sounds. Oh, you can listen to all the audiobooks for free. Someone told me how to do that, and I've probably mentioned on the show, or I didn't. I don't remember. You should do that. Yeah. Don't pay any more money for this, unless it's to a used bookstore. I play World of Warcraft as I do my research. Oh my Hell god, yeah. yes. What a, what a wonderful background <laughs> to, to the World of Warcraft. Because isn't, isn't the this the World of Warcraft? It's like, this is the, this is the goddamn same. Wow. <laughs> so there's no cool, well, I was going to say there's no cool mounts, but I, I guess a land and rover is pretty cool mount. Learjet, yeah. Condor, yeah. you know, baby. Cool shit. Uh, so yeah, so Loretta is pretty upset, and she, you know, she's in the middle of uh, printing out a bunch of shit because yeah. before Bruce was taken to intensive care, this is the whole laptop thing we were talking about. Bruce um, is like, "Hey, like when you can, like please bring me my laptop, mm-hmm. but until then, can you print out all the stuff?" Right. All the documents yeah. from my laptop, and it's like, "Hey, I'm gonna tell you how to do it. Just do print." bb.g or some shit like that. I, I love the specificity yeah. of that. It's like, how would that work? But learning all the new hot printer tech that we have here, and I liked how, at least in my version, everyone's like, how the hell are, is this modern printer using the <laughs> yeah. never-ending paper yes, printer? Yes, yes. No, I that happened in my book as well. And, uh, I mean, to be fair, like... Very confusing. Yeah, because like, I, I, like, are they talking about the paper with the like little holes on the side? I assume so. Yeah, right. Man. Yeah. So like, paper used to be perforated and would fold on, in on itself. And it used to be long, long guys, as hell. a long paper, long paper. folded in on itself. Yeah. Because like, wait, did it have like little perforated between the pages? And you yeah. Rip it okay. Because yeah. I remember the perforations on the side yeah. with the holes, but uh, I don't fully remember the ripping it apart. <sighs> yeah. Because it used to, you used to be able to like make banners and shit with yeah. it. <laughs> Back in the day, when, Back when things were good back when the fonts on the computers were green and the background was yes. black <laughs> in yes. the good times yes absolutely <laughs> um so yeah so so first letters loretta is like well i guess there's no point in printing this out since mm-hmm. bruce is dead and they're like well and before we get super deep into the notes mm. and what's there we meet another new character hell yeah the, the king of tech, Donnie Moore. I like this guy already. I love this guy this already. This dude is awesome, and I and I do have to say he seems very autistic coded to me. <laughs> I like that when he was brought up, they're like, the phone guy? He's like, oh, he's way more than the he phone is guy. More, he is a tech king. He knows baby. everything. <laughs> yeah, so he been yeah, he was the one that was helping set up the printer mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So we're gonna come we're gonna come back to Donnie Moore here yeah, uh, soon. A little bit later. But yeah, apparently Bruce had literally over five like five thousand pages. Of notes, yeah, on his computer. Tim, can you read this little section for us? Okay. Every page Buck glanced at contained personal writing from Bruce. This included his own commentary on Bible passages, sermon notes, devotional thoughts, and letters to friends and relatives, and church mint. Oh, oh that's a that's a type of. Oh one. no, uh, church mint from around the globe. I don't know what I was trying to say. <laughs> well, all right, church mint from around the globe. At first, Buck felt guilty, as if he were invading Bruce's privacy. And yet, why had Bruce urged Loretta to print all this stuff? Was he afraid he might be gone? Had he wanted to leave it for their use? Now, to me, what's happening is he- here is that they're clearly trying to, like, make a connection mm-hmm. to, like, the writing that Bruce did to, like, the writing of, like, Paul. Yeah. And, like, the different writings oh, in the yeah. New Testament. I got pretty nervous that it's gonna be, like, the Bruce Bible. The, yeah, because it is, like, the, the, the gospel of Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is pretty sacrilegious. Bruce-alonians. <laughs> yeah. But here we have this giant fucking thing, and, you know, they kind of imply at some point, maybe it's around here, maybe it's later, that Bruce must have had a premonition, right? Because it, it was this morning that he called Loretta about it. Oh, I didn't realize it was the same day. Yeah, because he was be- uh, he got moved to, into intensive care that morning. Shit. So he's like, oh, I, you actually can't come bring right. me my laptop. Yeah. And, but. Print the shit you out. You know, print the shit out because I am I might be in here a while. 
uh, and no one can visit me in the tents of care. Yeah. So, that, yeah, I, mean, I guess it is a premonition. I mean, like, he was already like, in the hospital with a, a disease, some sort of virus. Yeah. And he was going to intensive care. Um, mm-hmm. So not definitely wasn't looking great for him. Yeah. Uh, but he was able to use the phone, so I don't know. True. That's true. That, and that's why I'm like, maybe it wasn't the virus. I thought, I don't know if it was, who knows what it who was. Knows. Who knows I, what killed I him. I think it's probably just like, I mean... I, I don't really talk to a lot of missionaries now, so I don't know what the, the state <laughs> of things are, but there was always very much at my church like, oh, we have to raise money so that the missionaries can get vaccines for the, the crazy savage viruses oh that exist. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, they do have different viruses, but still, it's very, very like, right. Strange. Um, yeah, so I'm just like laughing thinking about like, I mean, I guess maybe Bruce kept in mind while he was writing all these things that other people might be seeing Right, them. letters to but, random folks. But, like, yeah, that feels, like, kind of weird and invasive, and, like, I'm just, like, thinking of him, like, having, like, prayer request lists in there, yeah, and it's, like, like, a bullet point is, like, stop jacking yeah, off. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> this is so important, we have to keep it. Stop it's crying her- while jacking off. Craig keeps choking himself <laughs> as he jacks off, because he misses <laughs> people so much. Yeah, uh, so that'll be interesting, and, um... We so Buck is like hit with the realization like oh shit like this is this is important yeah like, this is Bible needs, too this is the Bible too exactly and so he tells Loretta we need a thousand copies of all that stuff printed on two sides and bound simply <laughs> <laughs> and Loretta's like that'll cost a fortune and guys I can confirm as a person who deals with printing out mm. documents for work uh, this would cost so much fucking money yeah. A thousand copies of five thousand pages, mm-hmm. like literally, that would be thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, it would be so much money. Yeah, but hey, Nikolai, baby, because like I've like printed out things for work that are like maybe like two or three hundred pages, and there's like five copies. Yeah, of it, and it's like a solid like seven hundred dollars. Yeah, and this is that. this is like early two thousands money, which is another thing. And like, I guess fucking uh their range rover was like hundred and fifty thousand dollars oh my god in our time adjusting for inflation yeah without even doing real math who knows right so so yeah uh this is gonna be expensive but but i mean again buck's got that carpathia card he got that he got that devil money he got the devil money but also like how's he gonna like explain i mean how's he gonna explain that uh i was printing out Pro Carpathia pamphlets. Yeah, to hand out. Well, I mean, he works it. in the news, so he's like, yeah, true. Yeah, he can probably always printing supplies. Like, uh, but but then like we we get to it more at the end of the chapter yeah. of like certain things he can't justify putting on yeah, the card. That was weird <laughs> because I like honestly feel like this is gonna cost as much as yeah that. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll we'll say it. It's, you know, Jennifer, your classic phrase. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, he gets Donnie to buy him or make him like. Fancy laptops. And like, like satellite computers yeah, that like, can do video conferencing. Whoa. Uh, but he won't put that on the Carpathia dime, which I was yeah. kind of confused about. Like, I feel like the computers he would be able to justify. Well, I guess computers, like, if it was specifically for Carpathia shit, right, they would I have guess, to bring it on and be like, let me put the yeah, Antichrist viruses on it. Yeah, yeah, let me put, yeah, like the Carpathia wear on the yeah. laptops. Yeah, I guess he doesn't want... Carpathia to be like at all aware that those computers exist. Right, he wants right. to keep them off the grid. Right. So fair enough. Yeah. And they know that they need to start stockpiling and prepping and things like that. Yeah, they gotta go real prepper mode. <laughs> um ASAP. Now, here's a question. How is the underground bunker going? Did they, they talk about that? I forget they, where they finished it. They finished it. Remember, okay. they, oh right, because it's, it's kind of small. Yeah, they met down there. They should have made it bigger. They should have made it bigger. That's my opinion. Yeah. Uh so <laughs> Chloe helps Loretta set up a phone tree. Guys, remember phone trees? Shout out phone trees. Um, I did you ever did your church have a phone tree that would send I things around? I think so. Ours I think did. so. Like if it snowed and it was like a church would be canceled. Oddly enough, never came up in Florida. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did, it did. It did come up for us sometimes. While Chloe's helping Loretta set up the phone tree, Buck goes over to me with. Tech wizard Donnie Moore. Hell yeah. And yeah, I, I just love his like intro. He's like, Mr. Williams, sir, came Donnie's characteristic staccato delivery. <laughs> Advice is my middle name. And as you know, I work at home so I can come to you or you can come to me and we can talk whenever you want. Love this guy. <laughs> no, he, this guy's a king. I love him. Donnie Moore, you rule. Um, he's very sad to find out that Bruce is dead, yeah. but he's also very, I, I guess, uh, even more so willing to help Buck with anything because mm-hmm. he's like, I got to do this for my bro Bruce. People like to stay busy in times of crisis, <laughs> That's so too. That's so true. 
I'm back over to Rayford now. Uh, and things are not looking super chill <laughs> from the, the little plane that they're in. Because Rayford's just billowing black clouds over the Dallas-Fort Worth commercial airport. Oh, no. Not another airport lost they, in this war. What airport still exists in right. this world? What the fuck? Uh, once they land, Rayford and the crew are ushered to the hangar where the new fancy plane is. And... There, standing at attention in a neat row, were four of the ten international ambassadors mm. who represented huge land masses and populations and reported directly to Carpathia. So there's four of these, I guess ambassadors yeah. is what they're calling. And we know because of, you know, revelation prophecy shit yeah. that there's going to be like ten leaders yeah. under the Antichrist. So this, this is four of these guys. Yeah. Uh, and guess who else is here? Who? Earl Halliday. What the hell? Rayford's old boss. So he's not dead, which is great. But he is not happy to see Rayford. <laughs> or at least he's acting like he's not I, happy to I see Rayford. I was so confused by this. So confused. First thing he says to Ray is, get away from me, Steel, you scum. <laughs> that was very dramatic and made me laugh a lot. A lot. Uh, so I, I'm assuming what's happening here is he was just playing it up when they talk to each other later later yeah because at first i thought he was genuinely mad at him but then it becomes clear later on like no he kind of knows what's happening like kind of like yeah i mean he's he 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 didn't know that rayford was as in the dark as rayford is yeah true so there's a little bit of it but as soon as later uh they they talk about it 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 calms down so even though his first words are get away from you you're scum He's able to be uh, calmed down from that opinion pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Earl and Rayford, they're professionals. So they, they, Earl goes to show Rayford how to use the new big plane. <laughs> um, and Rayford sees from just looking at it like, oh, this, this has been in development for years. Yeah. This is like a very fancy plane. Yeah. Um, once they get to the plane, very interesting. Earl immediately. Puts his finger to his mouth, like, be quiet, and, like, looks around for bugs. Yeah. This is where I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Like, so he's he's kind of acting like he's just trying to be safe. Yeah. Um, And and the reason that Earl is acting pissed is because he realizes that Carpathia wanted to make it look like the choice for Earl to fly to New York, which would have killed him, was Rafer's decision? This whole thing yeah. does, does not make a lot of sense to me. No, no, no. I mean, I think we've talked about before that sometimes Carpathia's plans are, like, weird and complicated, and he just kind of, like, sprinkles them out there to see what happens, yeah. right? So we don't know what this means. We can speculate, like, but it feels very strange that Carpathia not just wants Earl dead, but wants... Rafer to take the blame for it. Yeah, take the blame and like feel like he did it himself, maybe? Yeah. Like it does feel very interesting that Carp, and this comes up again in a second with Chico Hernandez, mm-hmm. where it's like Carpita doesn't want people to have like connections and know things. Yeah. Which, which is, you know, that, that is like a tactic. Like that's a way of like, you know, keeping people separated. Don't yeah. like them, don't let them like share knowledge with each other so they can like figure things out. So that, that part is like realistic and makes sense to me, but the, the specifics of it, I don't I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I remember when it happens, but when uh, Carpathia tells the Learjet man to, that he's leaving, it's so ominous of like, you'll never see you'll each ne- other Yeah, again. I'm like, okay, like, I just right. met this guy. I'm like, like, he's going to bl- – I, I half expected to, them to be like in the condor and hear an explosion. Yeah. <laughs> Just explodes. Yeah. So like we, we, because like it would make sense. Like you just kill people that yeah. like have knowledge you don't want out there. Yeah, you just like, find another one. Like this guy knows where Carpathia is now, so he has to die. Uh, I could see them want to kill Earl because he knows about the Condor, whatever. Uh, and it's also mentioned. It's somewhat strange uh, that Earl is still a part of PanCon. Yeah, and he's like, North, I'm not working for Carpathia. Yeah, and like some other organization that's like North American Pilot Club or something. It's not that, but it's like that. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, stop throwing in these organizations that I don't know what they are. I know you guys are obsessed with airplanes, but stop. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like it's never gonna come up. Shut maybe, the fuck I up. I mean, maybe it will come up again, but that's probably true. not. Let's be real. I Let's don't think real. it will. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, before they, uh, uh, part ways, Earl says, just watch your back, Rayford. I've heard enough to know this is not all what it seems to mm. be. 
And this man does not have the world's best interests at heart. I'm going to bring you up to speed on this plane, but then I think I'm a dead man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, very much like, hey, make sure to tell my wife I love her and yada, yada, yada when I get murdered. It was making me mad that Rafer kept interrupting him and being like, I'll I'll keep in touch with your wife. It's like, no, like, let him get the message. Like, shit is dangerous, obviously. There, did you not, there's like freaking mushroom clouds everywhere on this earth. He kept like interrupting me, like, that's not gonna happen to you. I'm like, bro. Why would you think that? This is the third time you're like underestimating or whatever the, Fucking Antichrist and things of that nature. Also, can I just say, I'm kind of surprised Rafer didn't try to get one last ditch uh, witnessing him. Yeah, I agree. Especially because he's not his boss anymore. Yeah, he had a little bit of side eye about it, both with Earl and with Chico Hernandez a little bit. But I think this Ray is a slightly smarter Ray, right? Like, he's not going to bring it up as much because he knows how much of a shitstorm it can do. And both realistically and magically, right? Because people are yeah resistant to it. Yeah. We find out, too, that Carpathia is wanting to fly to Babylon. He wants to go east by going west. Ooh, that, is that something? I don't – maybe like that. Maybe it's the thing <laughs> in the bottle. I don't fucking know. But, yeah, the, the plan is they're, they're going to Babylon, but they're going to go to San Francisco first. Because yep. they do, like, also, like, make sure to mention a couple times that, like, oh, the west coast is pretty fine. Yeah. Mostly everything, everything that's happening is, like, west – is, like, east of the Mississippi. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, huh? And I, my my heart is hoping that they simply mean that classic thing of no one in California is a Christian. I literally th- – right? I was thinking that too. I was like, is that what they're implying? I hope so. Like, I hope it's that simple. That's the demon coast yeah. thing. <laughs> so those are, those are Carpathia's boys over yeah, there in godless California. Yeah, like of course New York got blown up where all the Christians live. Yeah, Washington, like D.C. and then the south. I'm like – They don't even the talk fuck? about the south. They want to talk about the, oh, Texas. Well, they say the south too. But that's oh, it. Right, they right. just like throw a quick right, in. Right, right. So it's like not even worth it. Al- Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> got hit i mean it is kind of like like when shit happens and people mm-hmm. are like they're they're gonna try to bomb dubuque iowa yeah. or like whatever like sir a second plane has hit the giant peach and gaffney <laughs> yeah gaffney south carolina r.i.p to the giant peach it looks like a butt mm-hmm. um guys it's probably not gonna happen just you know. You're saying it's probably not going to happen. They're probably, I don't think the terrorists are going to blow up the giant peach well, again in South mean, Carolina. The way that, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw in, like, they blew up outlet malls. For, I don't know. Anything, well, I mean, anything airplane related makes sense for these books, right? What would be the most, like, Christian things to, to blow up? Like the bad guys blowing it up? Yeah. yeah I mean, churches. Let's, let, you know, well, I mean, that, I mean, that. obviously, but I mean things that just have a Christian vibe to them. Um, so, like, I think, like, yeah, like Walmart. Strip, strip yeah, I was thinking like like um um shopping centers. Yeah, <laughs> malls. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, not libraries. No, no, those are fine. Yeah. They'll be okay. Uh, anyway, let's let's go slide into our last section mm-hmm. of chapter two because we're back to Buck and Donnie and they're talking fancy computers. Hell yeah, Cause, baby! Because Donnie is like we said, not just about phones and printers, but also computers. All tech, baby. Buck says that he needs. Five of the absolute best, top-of-the-line computers, as small and compact as they can be, but with as much power and memory and speed and communications abilities as you can wire into them. I wanted them so bad to list tech specs. Oh, yeah. Like, how many how many gigs are we talking yeah, here, baby? This, this has so much storage. It has 10 gigs inside <laughs> yeah. of it. It's unheard of. Um, but this actually makes more sense why he – like when we mentioned before, this part is not going to – uh, uh, beyond the, the devil card, but like he literally does say, like, they have to be able to be hidden. Yeah. But these are like his pre super rapture computers. Right. Cause the whole thing is like he, he wants them to be very powerful, but also for the like transmission to be untraceable. Yeah. And Donnie's like, buddy, I got you. Yeah. I can make you the dopest computers. Um, and they can even do video conferencing. Only problem, they're probably going to cost $20,000 a piece, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, can we just take a moment and remember how expensive computers used to be? Yeah. I don't know if mine said the cost, but maybe I was just so excited. At the end of the chapter, I was paying as much. Yeah, mine specifically said twenty thousand each for the computer. Wow. But I mean, like, I remember like the computer. My first like laptop that I got, like when I went to college, I was like at least a thousand dollars for like not a nice laptop. Yeah, like computers used to be expensive as hell. Well, that's about the way they cost now, kind of. For like a nice one. I mean, now you can get like what you got theoretically for like 
Five hundred bucks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like the equivalent of it. It's just like the past, it's the same as TVs now. Yeah. Like TVs are just so much fancier, and mm-hmm. you get them for cheaper. Yeah, everything's changing. I can't believe it. Wow. Uh, but yeah, they they kind of, the, the end of the chapter two a little anticlimactic because it's just like we're getting dope computers. Yeah. Yay, that's the end. Yeah, and it's and it's confusing. <laughs> I mean, it really does feel like. Uh, it's not really a negative thing, right? I like when books do this. It literally just picks up where we left off, right? Yeah. So it doesn't quite feel like the stereotypical, like, we got to hook you in the beginning. Um, they just kind of smatter about, like, more bombs blowing up. Yeah. Like we said, the ones near Buck and Chloe just kind of happen. Uh, Carpathia grills some people about it. And then it's, it's like, more bloodshed and destruction, like, all over the place. Yep. So – we don't know if they're like I don't know why I care so much. I think I just like I like war stub whatever. But like <laughs> I'm just so <laughs> I'm so curious. As far as like their version of it, like what they think is no, real. no, 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 totally, totally. Um, so I'm very curious to see like how they 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 describe it, you know. And I think it would be just as interesting if they don't go deeper. I think it would have been cool if they started the book like in the midst of something like super insane. Mm-hmm. It's like the two witnesses are floating in the air yeah. and they're shooting out lasers yeah. and then it's like six months previous. Like, oh God. Like, how do we get How do we get Richard man, how the hell did I get the damn here? Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, guys, we're back. It's, we're back. We're back. Um, not the most exciting early chapters, but you know it's gonna get good. Yeah, you know it's gonna just pick the hell up. You All, know Carpathia you know, is gonna be wild and out soon. Yeah, I mean like we said, this book is called Nikolai. Yeah, baby. this is about him. You know who I miss? Who? Hattie. Well, she gets mentioned at least. but She gets mentioned for a second, but we don't get to see She's her. like, back to Babylon with Hattie. We don't get to see her, like, being snotty at people yep. who deserve it, and I do, and I miss her very much. Well, maybe Carpathia's kind of a bitch at um, Amanda because Hattie hates her or something like that. Oh, that's probably Hattie's true. Hattie's also mean to her. Yeah, that's true. Now, that that does make sense. Mm-hmm. And he's got he's on his girl's side. Yeah. He, su- he, he supports his queen's rights and wrongs. He's a uh, number one feminist, should. right? Yeah. Which is a bad thing. For right, which people. is a bad thing, of course, obviously. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm glad to be back. Uh, you know, first episode of a new book is always exciting, even though, as we just got done saying, the chapters aren't always. But it does uh, make my my uh, heart into a sponge. Yes, you're ready. Suck up all of this beautiful, beautiful stuff. Delicious. Uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash content hole. To get other bonus content from Jennifer and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it is Tribulation Farce themed. Some of it is Greater Us Universe. Talking about stuff. other shows that we've enjoyed. Yeah, we, we um, tried to do a fun uh, Leftovers rewatch. But I think we got sick like right after it that was like that was like May well, or something it was a while ago i don't know like it it like it's funny cuz it like really didn't hook me as much as i thought it was going to which is like yeah. not fair cuz i know most shows you got to got to give them a few episodes yeah. and i'm i'm a little nervous the the format maybe wasn't yeah conducive but uh, we'll think on it again if yeah. we want to do can Couch I, Cast Episode 2. Can I also just be open with Let's everyone? I have a new hyper-focus right now. The problem is that I'm spending most of my free time watching wrestling. Yeah, everybody. So, Which makes me happy. And I, I think that <laughs> while The Leftovers is good, I don't think it would make me happy yeah. <laughs> to, to watch it. So in these tough times, it's, uh, you know, yeah. it, I haven't been able to talk myself into it quite as much. Yeah, but. Yeah. And you know you've you can been, get back into it. You've been trying to finish some crocheted Christmas gifts. So yes, exactly. No, I'm I'm, I'm a busy I'm, I'm a busy bee with my crocheting. So <laughs> already a lot of bonus episodes there you can check out. Um, so that is Patreon.com/slash Content Hole. Without that, we would not do the things for which we do. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend about the show. As we said before, the show has bad SEO because anyone that searches for Left Behind. <laughs> Probably doesn't want to listen to our take on it. Yeah. But there are plenty of ex-Christian folks that would be into it if they heard about it. Or maybe people that are just so baffled that these things exist. Let a friend know. Yeah. Spread the good word. Yeah. Print out our Bible and give it to them. Yeah, so print out all 5,000 pages mm-hmm. of, of our podcast transcript. Mm-hmm. And bind it simply. Simple binding. Simple binding. Uh, and Apple's hand it out. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you can also find the pod online. We don't post, but hey, I don't know. Fuck. Uh, at Tribforce Pod Farce. on Farce Pod on, uh, both Twitter and Instagram. If you have emails, uh, send them over to tribulationfarce 
at gmail.com. Always love hearing your takes uh, as it regards to, you know, hey, maybe like you walked down the stairs and your parents were disappeared and, and you're thinking about it. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like I said, people who were able to do the math on what the 100 megaton bomb would be and things like <laughs> yeah. that. Very, very thankful for anyone who emails us. Definitely thankful to anyone who listens, of course. Uh, it means so much. Leave a, a five-star rating and review mm-hmm. wherever you listen. I know both Spotify and iTunes have it, so you know, that's how you got to do it in this modern podcast world. We got to yeah. hustle and you got to help us hustle. Hustle, hustle, hustle. So true. So true. Like a thief in the night, we are gone. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.